This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we're actually talking about something that that actually, hopefully, you already maybe have, and, and you can have some, and that's... You, you want to know the embarrassing thing? I don't have any. Oh my god, I do have some! Ha. Okay. Okay, we're talking about salted butter, everybody. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Was this a was this a re- listener request? I don't... Th- I Well, if it was, listener, I'm so sorry, but I don't think it was. Okay. I think that we came up with it. I Isn't think we weird? came up with the concept of salted butter. Thank you, us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I took I took some butter. I slapped some salt in there. I smooched it all around, and I called it good. Should we go down memory lane? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to lead it off this time. Okay, because please do. you always... I, I always have to follow you down memory lane. That's true. That's, I want you to follow me for That once. doesn't seem fair. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to follow you down memory lane. How many how many paces behind, behind do I have to stay as your valet? I want you to stay uh, at least 3 paces behind. Okay. Okay. All right. So, my uh my salted butter memory lane is is not not long. Um it you know, I think that growing up I knew there was such a thing as salted butter the same way I knew that there was like leaded gasoline, mm-hmm. but you just didn't buy it. <laughs> Sure. Like leaded gasoline. We, when I was little, we had a car that did take leaded gasoline. You did? Oh, yeah. Wow, man, that is throwing it way back. Yeah, and when we got rid of leaded gas, that's when things really started to go downhill. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, I remember there being salted butter in the world when I was a kid, but we never bought it. Uh, The butter we always used at home was unsalted. And then I think that I first like really came to, or I think I first ate salted butter probably out in a restaurant, frankly, either as one of those like little butter pats that come, you know, with your toast at a diner or as whipped salted butter on top of like a pancake. 
Oh, you know what I learned about whipped butter? What? That when you buy like a tub of commercial whipped butter, I, I did a bunch of butter research for this episode. And so I learned some things that are not like specifically about salted butter. And I'm going to throw some of those in. When you buy whipped butter, like in a tub at the supermarket, it's whipped with nitrogen rather than <gasps> air so that it doesn't go rancid easily. Whoa, that's cool. Because oxygen is what makes butter go rancid. And so they, they it o- whip it with nitrogen. Is that because it oxidizes things? That's right. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm not done. Okay. Um, so I think my first encounter with salted butter in a sense, like in a really positive sense, not just like neutral, like here this here's this stuff that showed up on my pancake, um, <laughs> in, in a really positive sense was, get ready, Matthew, in I'm France. Ready. In France. Okay. okay. I, mean, I put like, some France stuff on the agenda, although it's coming later. Yeah, because, uh, you know, France, land of, like, dairy fat uh, in the form of cheese and also incredible butter, specifically from the north of France. I think a lot of people might have heard of Bordier butter. I'm just going to pretend I've heard of Bordier butter. I first encountered butter with like the little salt crystals in it, like that you could almost see. They're really glistening in it in France. And then coming back to the U.S., I think I would occasionally buy it, but I was always kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to use this for because I didn't want to cook with it and I didn't want to bake with it. And I didn't actually start keeping salted butter in the house, which now I do. I always have salted and unsalted until I got together with Ash because Ash always had um, a butter dish sitting out on the counter with salted butter in it. Okay, and, that and makes so, sense. So yeah, now we have a butter dish with salted butter in it. Is it one of those ones where it puts the butter in like a layer of water for some no, reason? A butter bell. <laughs> a butter bell, yes. Nope. Nope, nope, okay. it's not one of those. Uh, no, this is actually, Matthew, you and I were together when I bought this butter dish. I bought it in Tokyo. <gasps> right, mm-hmm. at, the, at the store that sells lots of white stuff. The store that sells lots of white stuff, and I think the title translates either to kiss me or fuck me. The yes, title of the store. <laughs> yeah, it was like bez moi. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Unsalted butter lives in the fridge. We use it for cooking and baking. Salted butter lives on the counter, and it gets used for toast. This this is probably like like a, a this is thing the beginning that's been of my done. new children's book. Where does salted butter live? Where does oh would there be flaps? <laughs> there would be flaps. Oh yes, there would be like a butter bell that you like pull out. Yep, like and you a, can like you, a pat the bunny type it, of thing. Yes, and you can lift the lid on the butter dish, <laughs> and, and the, you can you can see like you know that that somebody's gotten crumbs in the butter. Right, and the the book would somehow have like a genuine uh, wet and or greasy texture depending on which page. <laughs> yeah, there's okay. not yeah there's not enough of uh, greasiness <laughs> in children's books. Or wetness. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I do a little memory lane? Because I really only have a little. Yeah. And I mean, I should say my memory lane pretty much covered our whole agenda. So the show's going to be over when you finish your memory lane. Well, I don't know. Like, okay. did you look at this agenda? I did. I was just I was just messing with you. Um, like, wouldn't it be great if the if the you said you said that the butter dish uh, you got had writing on it that could be translated as "kiss me" or "fuck me"? What if it just said no, that no, in no? English? That's the name of the store. Oh, the name of the store. Okay. <laughs> The name of the store was Kiss Me 
or right. possibly possibly fuck me. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So if the, if the store if that was the name of the store in English, kiss me or possibly fuck me. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I I wish that were written on the butter dish, but it's yeah. not. I mean, you, you probably have a sharpie in the house. I do. Okay. So. I think we had mostly unsalted butter when I was growing up. And uh, I, I think like salted versus unsalted butter is a real signifier in American culture. Yes, um, I agree. In the sense that, first of all, uh, salted butter is much more popular in America than unsalted butter. It's about three to one. And if you're an unsalted butter house, you're either like a f- like food people or health nuts, or both, I think. Oh, I never thought about the health nuts. I figured that they just had, like... Uh, I mean, I guess if you're health nuts, know. you're going to have some kind of butter substitute, probably. So maybe just food people. Yeah. Like, uh, people is, into baking. This is so interesting. Yeah, I, I never... You know, I think I didn't realize that salted butter was that much more popular in the U.S. I, I, I feel so much like unsalted butter is... The default, because that's what I grew up with. Yeah, no, me too. I did not know what the stats were until I started researching for this episode. So my first real, a couple encounters with salted butter. So when Lori and I lived in New York, when she was going to grad school in 1998, 99, we would shop at Fairway Market uptown, which uh, had this big walk-in refrigerator. And uh, the it's several brands of butter available, but Plugra was the one that had the best price for some reason. It yes. was like cheaper, cheaper than like the, uh, you know, Land O'Lakes or whatever. And, uh, and so we would buy Plugra in this one pound block and it was this very, uh, rich European style salted butter. Wait a minute. I've always figured that the name of it was a combination of the words plu and gras, which would be You're more, right. more fat, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, that stuff is great. I just, I, I associate that butter, the, the the taste and texture of that butter with living in New York and like discovering all kinds of new foods and becoming a food person. Wow, that's so cool. I just took a bite of English muffin. Whoops. Okay, I'll go on. I was um, hoping you'd talk then, for a while. Do you remember back in the e-gullet days when we, when we both participated in this uh, online food forum in the mm-hmm. early 2000s? Mm-hmm. Um, that everyone got really excited about Vermont Butter and Cheese Company's salted cultured butter for a while? Mm, I don't know if I remember that. Well, it was a huge event. Everybody was talking about it. Maybe maybe you were absent that day. No, I remember people recommending this butter on Eagle, and uh, and we found it at some semi-fancy store and it's really good it comes it comes in like a log i think actually the packaging has changed and actually the name of the company has changed too now it's called vermont creamery but it's uh, it's their salted european style cultured butter and uh and it's a very good butter with uh with a nice saltiness to it and it has crystals of sea salt yes, in it, right that's right I, I- I, I do wonder if it was one of the first in the U.S. to to sell butter that had visible I think crystals. Probably in so. It. Okay. Okay. So, um, can I can I just dive into what I learned and please and you can interrupt at will. What did you learn? What have we learned? Well, what have what have me learned? So, so, <laughs> oh, this is going to be our Cookie Monster uh, show. Yes, I yeah. Oh, uh, as soon okay. as I said uh, like Cookie Get. Monster, I can I can hear Cookie Monster like knocking at the at the edges of my brain. Would, wait, 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 what, would you just what, would you what have me learned? <laughs> okay, do talk, do the next little part in Cookie Monster voice. <laughs> it I can only do it when I'm not trying to think about it too hard. Salt, salt is added to butter. It's both a flavoring agent and preservative. <laughs> How was that? 
I loved it. Oh, Thank ten, you. Ten stars. Okay, so salt is added to butter as both a flavoring agent and a preservative. Um, and I have to read this from the Wikipedia butter article, even though it kind of has nothing to do with salted butter. Okay. Okay. Quote, the ancient Greeks and Romans seem, Romans seem to have considered butter a food fit more for the northern barbarians. A play by the Greek comic, poem, co- comic poet Anaxandrides refers to Thracians as buterophagoi, butter eaters. In his natural history, Pliny the Elder calls butter, quote, the most delicate of food among barbarous nations. What? <laughs> and goes on to describe its medicinal properties. Later, the physician Galen also described butter as a medicinal agent only. Wow, this is fascinating. Like, huh? A f- when, fit for northern barbarians. A, yeah, a food of barbarous nations. I don't. I don't really know what they meant. I mean, like, did they mean like Sweden? I do. I think they meant Sweden. Okay. No, but I. I kind of picture. Um, were these barbarous nations like, you know, were they like walking around with like, you know, sort of Flintstones attire on, maybe like gnawing on, on, you know, meat and, mm-hmm. and yeah. were they like, you know, these like coarse, uh, you know, coarse, uh, sea salt. coarse uh, you know, hurting people. And so they used butter for their fat because they had cows? I think so, yeah. They were CHPs, coarse-herding people. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they probably like rubbed butter just on everything. I mean, they used it as a medicinal agent, apparently. I think so, that seems right. So maybe they were injecting it? Huh. I, or just like sticking it up places? Sure. Okay. Okay. So that's that's what I got for ancient history. Hmm. Um, I learned, uh, which I sort of knew, but didn't realize it was it was like a standard in, in the industry that the printing on unsalted butter wrappers is typically red, while that for salted butter is typically blue. The wrappers of the actual sticks. And uh, the amount of butter fat in butter is tightly regulated. It has to be a minimum of 80%, and the rest is mostly water. But the amount of salt in salted butter is not. So if you call your butter unsalted, it can't have any added salt. But if you call your butter salted, as long as it has some amount of added salt, that's fine. It can be any amount. Um, That's interesting. So the National Dairy Council found that commercial salted butter generally contains about 1.6 to 1.7% salt, but it's really up to each brand, and it can vary quite a bit. Like, the saltiest brands have almost twice as much salt as the least salty salted butter brands. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, So, like, what does that work out to in terms of, like, a teaspoon of salt per... Per stick. What is I'm that? I'm so glad you asked. So a stick of butter is a quarter pound or half a cup. Is that right? Half a cup? Yeah. Yep, that's um, right. And uh, 1.7% salt is two grams per stick, and two grams of salt is about a third, a quarter to a third teaspoon of table salt. Huh, okay. So guess, not a huge amount. Yeah, that's not a huge amount. When I think about, you know, for instance, how, how much salt I use in, in cooking or in f- like a batch of pesto or something. Yeah, like in a batch of pesto. That, that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> well, I was thinking a batch of pesto, like my usual batch size of pesto uses a half cup of oil. So I was thinking half, okay. half cup of fat. And your okay. usual batch size of pesto is, is five gallons. It's it, it, uh, <laughs> an oil drop. <laughs> uh, 50, 40. How much is an oil drop? Like 55 gallons? That's I what came know. to mind. Oh, we're supposed to know these things. Oh, God. Okay. Well, anyway, Matthew, when do you choose salt? Well, do you tend to have so both? I or- tend to have 
unsalted butter. Although, like in the early days of the pandemic, unsalted butter was in short supply for a time. We were getting salted butter, and it didn't seem to make much difference, which I'll which I will get to in great detail. So I I started googling around for like when should you choose unsalted versus salted butter because I like to be told what to do, and uh, I found on the Lando Lakes site here's what they say. Both salted and unsalted butters are made of the very same grade AA quality butter, but salted butter has salt added to it. That's it. Both salted butter, (laughs) both salted butter and unsalted butter can be used interchangeably in any recipe. But if the recipe calls specifically for unsalted butter, it's probably because the recipe has been tested with it and it's the preferred butter for that particular recipe. So I learned a whole lot from that webpage. Wow! Thanks a lot, Lando Lakes. So to yeah, so to summarize. Salted butter has salt added to it, and it can be uh, used interchangeably with unsalted butter, except when it can't. So baking recipes tend to call for unsalted butter. And I started wondering, like, how bad is it if you just use salted butter in place of unsalted butter in a baking recipe? Have you have you ever gone down this road? I have not, actually. I have baked things that called for salted butter, mm-hmm. uh, and I've used salted butter there. But in general... I feel like it's so here's here's what what I'm thinking. Yeah. Sometimes when okay, when Ash is making pancakes, they just grease the pan with the butter in the butter dish. Sure. Which is salted butter. I always open up the fridge, get out some unsalted butter, shave a bit off and grease the pan with that. You're a but, butter shaver. And I think that you can I think that like I don't like the taste of a pancake cooked in salted butter. Like it's I don't know. It's not it's not what I'm looking for. And so oh, I that's kinda, interesting. Like I really I don't want that. I want if I'm gonna have salted butter near my pancake, I want it on top of it. I don't want it anywhere unintentional. So I cook pancakes in oil, which now I as I say that, I feel like that makes me a northern barbarian of some kind. I used to cook my pancakes in oil and well the truth is I cook my pancakes in a nonstick skillet. So I put right. I put yeah. butter in for like the first pancake and, and then that's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid like the butter is gonna get burned. It it does sometimes a little yeah. bit, but not really. Okay, so I started I started looking around for like what happens if you just use salted butter for everything. And I found okay. this uh, this like fiery rant of a blog post from the Chopping Block blog, which we'll link to in the show notes. That says everyone should use salted butter and the author is Chef Max Hull and uh, his argument is that since salted butter already tastes well seasoned by itself, you're not going to make anything too salty by using it in a recipe and that includes baking recipes. Wait a minute. I, that that argument I, doesn't make doesn't any make sense. sense. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, But the only baking recipes he tried were a buttercream frosting recipe and a chocolate cake. So then I went to Good Housekeeping, and uh, they had a 2013 article, Salted Butter versus Unsalted Butter, Does It Matter? And they did a double-blind tasting of cupcakes made three ways, with unsalted butter and added salt, with salted butter and added salt, and with salted butter and no added salt. Okay. And the results were conclusive. The vast majority of tasters preferred either the unsalted butter plus salt or the salted butter plus no added salt cupcakes. The salted butter plus salt were too salty. I believe that. Yeah. Yep. On the other hand, they still liked all the cupcakes. And when the more the more I read about this, the more I was like, okay, like if you use salted butter in a recipe that calls for unsalted butter 
it's not going to ruin it. It's just might just come out a little bit different from from the original intention. I would also say that so uh, you might have heard of Alison Roman's cookie recipe that took the world by storm yes, a couple the years salted ago. Salted butter chocolate. Short, chunk shortbread yeah yeah so i've made those a number of times it, it it it's as good as they say and she calls for of course salted butter uh but she also says in like a little side side note that you can use unsalted butter and add x amount of kosher salt mm-hmm. if you don't have salted butter and i have done both and i could taste a difference i preferred it with the salted butter Interesting. So I I do think that there is, you know, I don't know if it's just that, you know, even even though she gave me a salt quantity to add to the unsalted butter, like there was just probably that much variance between that amount and what was in the salted butter that I otherwise would have used. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just that I'm used to the taste of those cookies with that salted butter, but I could really taste the difference. Yeah, I think what it is is that baking is all about consistency and so bakers are not going to write a recipe where one of the ingredients can vary up to like 100% in how much salt it contains. Yeah. It's not yeah. that it's not that there's anything inherently wrong with salted butter for baking. It's just like you lose that little edge of control. Yeah, you lose that precision because yeah. there's 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 this uncontrolled variable that is the brand of salted butter, etc. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so what about butter as a condiment? I, this is something oh, I think you're yes. much more comfortable with than I am. Like, as you know, I grew up thoroughly condiment phobic, and I'm still a little bit skeeved out by the idea of like spreading solid or like room temperature butter on something and eating it. Like, I love melted butter in any context, medical or culinary. <laughs> this is fascinating to me, Matt. I know, it's so weird. I think few things are more satisfying to me than like, taking a piece of of like great bread that I've toasted straight out of the toaster. It's nice and hot. And I watch butter melt on the top of it. Like Mm -hmm. smear butter across and watch it melt. Yeah. Listeners, you're with me, right? That's gross. (laughs) Can we all agree on this? Molly's weird. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, but all this to say, I was only converted to using salted butter in like condiment situations like four years ago. But my butter intake has increased a lot since then because okay. it's so delicious. Yeah, if I am toasting an English muffin, well, I'm having an English muffin actually right now, but it, it has peanut butter on it. But <laughs> okay. if I'm toasting an English muffin, if I'm toasting any kind of bread, 
the butter that I'm going to reach for is salted butter, uh, usually at room temperature. Although worse comes to worse, I love kind of like shaving off a little curl of, of cold butter. And we already established this. You're a, sh- you're a butter shaver. I'm a butter shaver. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the northern tribe of butter shavers. Yes. Uh, anyway... Uh, also, uh, salted... They used butter as currency as well. You could shave off any amount you needed to like for a purchase. So, uh, salted butter also, you know, here's an iconic use for it, uh, with, with radishes, right? I mean, you know, I know I'm bringing back the Francophile side of me. Yes. But, um, radishes with salted butter... It doesn't get better than that, really. Like sliced on and on bread? Or... So so people have many different ways of doing this. Uh, what I tend to like is to take uh, a, a slice of baguette or a hunk of bread, spread some, some salted butter on it. Actually, and this is an instance where I think cold butter is really nice, like where you leave like tooth marks in it when you bite uh, in. Yeah, I just can't do it. And then thinly shaved radish and then even a little bit more salt on top of the radish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, you definitely need salted butter here, or if not salted butter, sometimes when I've been presented with this, like at a restaurant or maybe uh, somebody else's home or something, they will have um, like a little dish of butter that uh, that they've let sit out at room temp and sprinkled a bunch of crunchy salt onto, and then you kind of you know. Uh, when you when you take a little sh- a little bit of it, you get some of the salt flakes. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So yeah, butter and radishes. That's got to be salted butter all the way. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Like if if I were going to eat that, which I think in the right context, I would. I would definitely want it to be salted butter. Yeah. What brand? Do you have a brand that you're loyal to, or brands that you look for when you buy salted butter? So here's the thing: we tend to use salted butter in stick form because that's what kind of fits the best in our butter dish. Yeah, that Although, makes sense. actually, now that I think about it, one of those like, you know, kind of more squ- square square blocks, uh, like a plugra type thing would also fit. So I don't even know what I'm like talking about. Like the whole about. pound? Yeah, I think oh, we could fit okay. the whole pound in this butter dish. That's a lot of butter that to is be l- kind of sweating on your counter. Well, I, I, also, I also think that the reason we get sticks is that that is about the maximum amount that I want to leave out at room right. temp at any given time. So um, we tend to buy Tillamook brand butter, both salted and unsalted. I yeah, like we often buy that it. too. Yeah, I like that it is regional, made in Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been to the Tillamook factory. Have you? I think I've driven past it. Yeah. I, Lori and I both went there as kids, not together. It really made an impression on me. Like like you see them like making the cheddar and like like curdling the milk and, and kneading it into loaves and stuff. It was super cool. Wow. I, I, I must not have gone in. I do remember driving past it, doing like a road trip down the coast to California. By the way, like I, I really love... This month, actually, uh, actually last month when this thing airs, September marks my 18th year in Seattle. Uh, Congratulations, I, I know, think. F- I know for you it's six years more than that, so you're um, 24. Years. That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I love Happy day that- after your birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. I love that it has, that I've been here long enough that something that is like a real regional, like Northwest thing, like Tillamook cheddar or Tillamook butter, just feels normal to me. Like, of course, the brand of cheddar I buy is Tillamook. Oh yeah. Anyway, Tillamook that's cheddar is such a good product. It's like, a as really far as good like product. industrial food products go, like it's basically the best. 
It's really, really good. Anyway, I'm not done, Matthew. Okay, sorry. Okay, so yeah, we buy Tillamook uh, salted and unsalted butter in the, you know, the the half cup sticks. And but I do occasionally, God, if I stop by Trader Joe's and they've got Kerrygold, mm-hmm. um, oh my God, it's what like ridiculously cheap at Trader Joe's. So I love Kerrygold salted butter. I think that truthfully, that may be my favorite, like, you know, easily, readily available grocery store salted butter is Kerrygold. Yeah, I put it on the shopping list, even knowing that we weren't going to be getting to the store before this episode. I just want some of that Kerrygold salted butter around. It's so good. I vastly prefer it over Plugra. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I think over Lurpak, too, which is another one that we often Lurpak find is the here. most fun to say of any of them, though. Is that Danish? I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Lurpak, I, I don't have any strong feelings about either way. Like, I think it's tasty. Plugra, I, I have baked a little bit with Plugra, unsalted. And my baked goods, I was making like a shortbread. And my shortbread came out with this weird, like, butter flavor flavor. Mm. It was gross. I, mean, I yeah, did not like it. Yeah, could be they're adding like butter flavor to their butter. I think, I think you're allowed to do that. Well, anyway, I noticed that in Plugra, and I have to say, I've never bought it since. Yeah, I still, I, I just have fond memories of it. I don't think I've bought it in a while either. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Kerrygold all the way, but I don't buy it often. I, I Honestly, I we go through a pretty high amount of butter around here because we do a lot of baking. So I, I like that Tillamook is also reasonably priced. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, we I have a couple more things about salted butter, but like we, we owe the listeners a check-in about your dinner with Tony Negroni. How was your dinner with Tony oh. Negroni, and did you ask oh, her, what her, God, what her summer beverage was? Forgot to call her Tony Negroni. Oh, oh wow. Oh, my okay. God. I you also to... forgot to ask her about her summer beverage. Okay. So, uh, oh listeners, my God. we apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we prostrate ourselves before you, and uh, <sighs> you'll see God. her again sometime, right? Probably. <laughs> okay. Probably. So, next time... <laughs> Yeah, you need to but, call her Tony Negroni and ask what her summer cocktail was. By the time we went over to her house, it was like 7 p.m. And seriously, I, I walked into the house and, and then sat down in the most comfortable chair in her living room and then proceeded to kind of slide down it until I was almost lying in it. Oh, I and hear you. And I just stayed there until uh, until dinner was served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> your name's Tony Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, by 7 p.m. on a Monday. That is this is the best I can do. Lying in a chair, using it like a bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yesterday I was I was like destroyed by 7 p.m. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so we'll get back to you on that, listeners. Um, they, I found a great article uh, by Charlotte Druckmann in the Washington Post in 2018 about uh, the return of salted butter and uh, like why people are using it for everything, including baking and, and uh, savory dishes and whatever. What did she um, say? Um, well, it's, it's just she talked to a lot of like uh, chefs and food writers about um, why, uh, you know, why they grew up with unsalted butter and that was considered like the culinary choice. And now like good salted butter seems to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, and I think it really I think it has everything to do. I haven't read this article, but I think it has everything to do with the idea of butter as a condiment. Like, yeah, it's really made a comeback after the like fat phobic years right. of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And if you're going to have a condiment like you want the condiment it to be well seasoned yes exactly exactly um okay are you ready to go to france i am 
Um, I learned some things about I'm ready to fucking go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, frankly. Oh my um, god, please! I, like you could like I don't know, put me in a dumpster and just wheel me around town. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Like, could we? <laughs> could it be like a self-driving dumpster that we just both get in and just pop our heads out periodically? Uh, do you remember? And, and wave at the public. Do you remember at the beginning of the Neverending Story when uh, Bastion is being chased through the city by these three bullies and he jumps into, um, or maybe they put him in a dumpster. Yeah. But do you remember that? Yes. Like, maybe we could get Falcor on board for this. Maybe we could we get could, Falcor on board. We could hook up the Falcor. I mean, <laughs> we, we could, could put one of those little sign, little bumper stickers on, on our dumpster that says Falcor on board. And has a little silhouette of a dragon. I think that we should attach the dumpster like with uh, with ropes to Falcor's back legs. And then when he flies around town, he drags the dumpster with him. So wait, okay. So is the dumpster like fly? Does he fly with such vigor that the dumpster is like being pulled through the air behind him, or is the dumpster still on the ground and his tail is kind of drooping <laughs> because dumpsters are so heavy? I think that actually he flies with such vigor that the dumpster leaves okay. the ground. Yes, I. That is my now my dream too to be uh, like uh, to get in a dumpster with my best friend and be pulled through the sky by a friendly dragon. <laughs> Wait, can I, tell I think you? someday, like, you know, I know we can't do this now, but someday we're going to make this happen. Okay. Wait, hold on. Can I yeah. tell you one other thing about large flying animals? Yes. That are mythical. Please. So June has recently been really taken with this show called Avatar on Netflix. Oh, Not- Iris has been watching it too. I hear it's great. It's really, really good. You should watch it. Now we're all really into it. But anyway, Aang, who is the Avatar, his mode of transportation is flying bison. Um, flying bison. It's so I love cool. it. And this bison looks like it could be like a cousin of Totoro. You know, like it's got this like very sort of grouchy but lovable, huge oversized face, huge oversized mouth. Um, but what I love most is, it, is so it also has like six legs, kind of like the cat bus. Yeah. The cat bus has what, like eight legs a or lot. ten yeah. legs, right? Okay. The flying bison, whose name is Appa has three legs on either side, and then this big wide tail that's kind of like a platypus tail. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when he flies through the sky, he seriously just... I, I love that the animators made this decision. There's no part of him that looks vigorous. Like, <laughs> he just sort of like... People say that about me a lot, too. Like, like the way that he looks standing on the ground is the same way that he looks flying through the air. Like his legs, yes, he droops through the air. And it delights me. Like there's nothing like the, you know, like the cat bus's legs move, right? As it is flying, running and whatever. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at pictures now. This is adorable. Isn't it adorable? But he seriously droops through the air. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, 10 stars for Avatar. Uh, I give it the same rating as Matthew's Cookie Monster impression. Thank you. And can we, so could we like hook our dumpster to a variety of flying animals and see which one gives the best ride? Yeah. I mean, I'm here to say that Appa seems a little bit like, it seems like Appa has something going on with him. Like, for a while, he couldn't even fly. Like, he just had to kind of, like, swim. So I don't know if Appa's going to be our best choice, but he's way up there in cuteness. Well, I think being pulled through the water by a swimming beast could also be great in kind of like a water skiing, like trash water skiing sort of way. Yeah! (laughs) 
Like, yes. uh, like okay, we'd so be we kind of pressed up the... against the front of the dumpster, like looking over the edge <laughs> as, as we uh, careen through the water at high speed or yes. low speed, depending. This sounds great. And I bet it would kind of have a like a, a, a an effect like a motorboat does when it gets going really fast and the front sort of tilts up and there's like a lot of slapping of the water. Mm-hmm. I think that the dumpster would probably do that. Too. Oh, yeah. I love motorboating. And I also like being out on the water. Um <laughs> Um, so dumb oh that was so dumb all right let's go to france let's go to france um okay so in Brittany, bretagne uh beurre salé is a local treasure and it is very salty wow it's been a long time since i've spoken french that was rough (laughs) that's good um in Brittany, there are three salé. types of butter that are widely available. There's doux, demi-sel, and salé. And the demi-sel is anywhere from about 0.5% to 3% salt. And salé is over 3%. So that means the salé starts at twice as about twice as salty as American salted butter and can go up from there. That is, that's a lot of salt. I think yeah. that what I have often, so um, beurre bordier, uh, B-O-R-D, I-E-R, uh, mm-hmm. is made by some, I think it's like Yves Bordier or something like that. I'm probably getting this all wrong. Ignore me. Anyway, okay. it's a person's name. But uh, you can buy it now in places in Paris and elsewhere. I'm sure there are even places in the U.S. that carry it and sell it for a fucking fortune. Yeah. But anyway, it's like wrapped in in parchment and uh, mm. printed in this really sort of like old style kind of way. But I think what I've always had from there is demi sel because it seems to me that the salé would be like memorably over the top. Yeah. Like the the thing I, I, I didn't really get a, a good sense of like what all the, the uh, salé butter is used for except for. Or uh, clap with or crepes, oh, as some yeah, and uh, and caramel. You know, you know what is a wonderful use of really good French butter. So when you're eating oysters in France, generally they will bring you um, a basket of bread or a baguette, or sometimes kind of a more like dense bread, not quite like a German seeded bread, but but pointing in that direction. Um, and, and a little pot of salted butter. And so like the accompaniment to your oysters on the half shell is, uh, bread and delicious salted butter. And that is so good. It's so good. Um, when, when Renee Erickson opened the walrus and the carpenter here in Seattle, of course, um, she, uh, she made a nod to, to France by, uh, doing like, I just forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, serving right. oysters on the half shell with salted butter and nice. really good bread. Yeah. Um, when I was, first of all, so I was Googling in French, which, as you know, makes me feel like a superhero whenever I'm Googling in a foreign language. Um, and I found this map that if I can find it again, I didn't save the link, but I think I can probably find it again. And we'll link to it in the episode description that it was a map of France by, by province. And for each one, it had the percentage of salted butter sold. Um mm-hmm. And uh, so overall, France is pretty evenly divided between salted and unsalted butter. But in Brittany, 89% of the butter sold is salted. Hmm. Wow, like, that's so interesting. That's a that's a huge percentage. Yeah, I don't know like what regional differences exist in the U.S. I didn't find that map. But uh, in France, in France, there really are still like really strong regional food traditions. I like it. Yeah, I know. I know. We, what's, should, what's... we should go there via flying dumpster. 
I think that I was about to say that I feel like every country but the U.S. has regional food traditions. Well, I mean, the but US of course, does the U.S. Have does regional too. Food traditions. I mean, like the food of the South. I mean, you know, uh, we could also talk about Creole. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. What about hot dishes? In, what about hot in dishes? the Midwest? No, I'm not. I'm not saying these don't. You're right. No, I'm probably like you know. Not paying attention, ignoring like the the cultural variations, the regional variations in my own country, just because like because because our country is kind of riding in a dumpster. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to get through a whole episode. I know. But without... so it's nice to like look, look across the pond and see like, you know, like in Brittany, they really like salted butter. Like <laughs> that <laughs> seems that seems like that like seems a, wholesome, wholesome and harmless. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. I was going to say one other thing about <laughs> butter, maybe. I don't know. Okay. All right. So you can find us online at uh, SpilledMilkPodcast.com and Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, where we'd like to know, like, which which kind of butter did you grow up with and what do you what do you do with salted butter today, if indeed you do anything? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Do you do anything? Like, what... Forget the whole butter thing. Like, if you no, were going to ride about, yeah. in a you, dumpster, yeah. if you if you lived, do any of you live in a in a like a, a quaint village in northern Sweden where they still use shaved butter as currency? We'd love to hear about that. <laughs> um, that thing are, we made up. Are any of you barbarous? Well, I mean, definitely. Okay, but are are, are any of you that just, nor- just means bearded? Right, what I'm a, barbarous. What about northern barbarians, though? I guess you're a northern barbarian. Well, I mean, I live in the northern part of of the country. Okay. Well, anyway, I would love to know if you were going to ride in a dumpster mm -hmm. that was being pulled by some sort of mythical animal or beast, what mythical animal or beast would it be that's that is a great question i was thinking the same thing like a griffin or a chimera or a bigfoot maybe buckbeak maybe buckbeak maybe um maybe the jersey devil maybe totoro when he's flying around with his umbrella maybe the chupacabra which would occasionally swoop down to suck a goat and then like take back to the take back to the air oh maybe chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can't remember. Was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang like a like an enchanted car? Yes. Okay. Yes. Maybe Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh like, my god, I loved bed knobs and broomsticks so much. Would it be <laughs> a flying bed that would be pulling your dumpster? Right. So it's, you you don't get to ride on the bed like the bed's like no, I'm <laughs> no. <laughs> forget it. Like you're you're gross. Like you don't you don't get to ride on me, but I will pull you in this dumpster. Okay, great. All right. Uh oh, maybe it would be Mary Poppins. Maybe she oh, would be pulling your flying dumpster. That's, that's true. Sounds Mary so Poppins soothing. is a flying myth animal she is you can't you can't argue with that no no that'd be great okay. yeah no she she unfurls her umbrella hitches herself to a dumpster and just like <laughs> takes you to the next play date <laughs> um i'm molly weisenberg and i'm matthew Epsterberg. You know what? It's not even worth it. Like, I thought this was funny when the, when the thought popped into my head. And now with uh, some time to reflect, it's not. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.